0: Hi, my name is Susan. I've been arrested 32 times just for listening to people talk with each other. The problem was I used to hide in the bushes outside the windows of people's homes to enjoy listening to strangers talk to each other. It's just something I like to do. I get bored and lonely sometimes you know
1: hey susan don't do all that
0: there's another way to enjoy random
1: conversations
0: now thanks to the podcast show i can enjoy listening to conversations with strangers and learn something new every week no more listening outside the window just to enjoy a good conversation
1: tune in weekly on wednesdays and subscribe for updates ...on your favorite platform to The Toddcast Show... ...and help our podcast family continue to grow and share around the world. Hello everyone and welcome to The Toddcast Show. My name is Todd Murat, your host, and I'm so excited to be here with all of you. The Toddcast Show is dedicated to exploring the human condition... ...through conversation with strangers... We explore the positive, interesting, and oftentimes shocking side of human nature. In each episode of the ToddCast show, I talk with strangers in a down-to-earth, old-school, and heartfelt way about their life. Nothing is ever scripted, everything is spontaneous, positive, and we never discuss politics. You won't know what to expect next. Join in the conversation to laugh, love, learn, and grow with others around the planet. Who will I call next? Tune in to find out every Wednesday at midnight Pacific, or for playback anytime on your favorite podcast listening platform. And stay connected with us at todcastshow.com. Welcome to another episode of the ToddCast Show. Today we're joined by our guest, Nico Lagan. Good afternoon, Nico. How are you today? I'm good, brother. Yourself? Good brother, good man. And uh, where are you calling from?
0: Right now, Alabama. We're in, my girlfriend and I are in Athens, Alabama. Ooh,
1: hold on a second. I made a mistake. Yep. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Toddcast Show. Today we're joined by our guest, Nico Lagan. Good afternoon, Nico. How are you today?
0: I'm good, brother. Yourself?
1: Good, brother. Good. Where are you calling from today?
0: Uh, Right now, we are in Athens, Alabama, uh, basically at the junction of Tennessee and Alabama. Wow, dude. Athens, not like Greece at all in Alabama, huh? (laughs) No, no, it's quite different. Absolutely very different.
1: Cool. So um, this is going to be a little bit different. I normally don't do this, but I I agree with you. We had a little conversation before the show, and we're going to deviate from the uh, normal flow of the way things go today. Um, great idea, and I appreciate you introducing that idea. So, uh, what we're going to talk about is going to be a little different and uh, quite revealing. Um, I think it's important to share, and uh, you know, I think we should. Uh, I think we should go at this, and we'll probably need to have a part two, to be honest with you.
0: Oh, yep, that sounds good to me, man.
1: Yeah. So what what really got me about you, and and I look at you, you're all tatted up, and uh, it says. <laughs> I'm not your typical Christian and my walk with Jesus here in the Las Vegas area has been completely profound and, and in ways that I never imagined possible. And I kind of want to share, and and we talked briefly before the show and and I'll share a little bit so the people can be tuned into what we're focusing on here. And hopefully uh, some of the message that we share will bless other people as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, Kind of. First of all, maybe we should introduce who you are. That would probably be the smart way, since we're going to go about this a different way. Let's let's tell people what you do for a living first.
0: I do a lot of things, but let's just say that I'm an eternal student is That's how the... I could describe myself. But I do a lot of things from being a men's coach, public speaker. I wrote my first book uh, this year. I'm writing my second one. I've recorded probably three, four hundred podcasts over the past. Three years or so, I create content on a daily basis. I'm a AI specialist. I am a social media strategist. I'm a sales expert. I man, I wear a lot of hats. But at the end of the day, it's all because I want to spread a good message. I want to teach. I want to bring back men to masculinity, and yes. this is what I want to do. And it's it's interesting that we're we're going to be speaking about faith today because it is one of my five virtues of a good man, which to me, it's, I I want to say that courage and faith are probably the two most important courage being the foundation and faith kind of wraps everything together. So it's going to make for an interesting
1: conversation. Absolutely. So, um, how do you suggest that we begin this conversation?
0: Exactly where you were before, exactly how you started our conversation that wasn't recorded. Just okay. um, talk about your state of mind that you find yourself in, because at the end of the day, you said you were 51 years old, right? Yes, sir. And I know myself four years ago, I went through a midlife crisis, I guess they called it. And mm-hmm. I, that's what I wrote my first book on, on finding purpose for a man. And it, all the questions you were asking all the comments that you made were, I think if you take them for what they are at the root, there are questions that most men ask themselves. So it makes total sense to me to speak about them, see how I overcame those questions and take it from there.
1: Right on, brother. So um, you don't mind if I share a little bit to start with?
0: No, No, absolutely, go.
1: Okay, so um, just so you know, one of the things that really makes me comfortable talking with you is we're brothers in Christ, man. And I take that really seriously. And um, my life here in Las Vegas at the time of this recording, just so people know, it's November the 1st, 2023. And this episode won't air until the end of January, the beginning of February. So when people hear it, just remember it was recorded just before the holiday season. So One of the things that I've struggled with is uh, depression at this time of year. It's always been an issue, and um, it stems from my family um, and some other things that are missing in my life. You know, I don't have a wife or children, and uh, quite honestly, uh, everybody in my family is dead, except for my mother and my two brothers. Um, I don't count, like I have a couple of cousins, but... I don't really count them at all. Um, they didn't grow up with me, but they were around, but I just don't count them. So my mom and two brothers, um, did some things that were pretty despicable. And, uh, about 14 years ago, my grandmother suddenly died and, um, you know, without getting into any story about it, it was a nefarious set of circumstances to say the least. And that led to, um, you know, money disappearing and a bunch of, belongings from her house disappearing at the hands of who knows who i can't point the finger but i know who did it and uh some terrible things happen i saw deception in my own family with my last remaining family members my two brothers and my mom you know and they completely worked against me and 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 basically colluded and conspired together to remove me from their existence and they did and so basically you know my grandmother dies they left without any memorial service they didn't care for me or anything else they took everything of value and uh, stopped talking to me and um that threw me into an incredible terrible state of mind and there were some other things that actually happened around that time that added to this but we don't need to even go there but it was traumatic to say the least and so honestly for you know the last 15 years or so it's been a real hard ride for me man and like um this time of year especially at the holidays i I tend to have suicidal thoughts like at least a couple times through the season and last year for example i sat i'll never forget i was living in arizona and uh, oh man i'm gonna cry if i'm not careful um but i remember looking at the screen and having the number and the address of this place that I knew of where you could check yourself in for three days for a mental evaluation and to get away from suicidal thoughts and stuff, you know? And I was already in therapy at a counselor that I saw for a good five years. And this guy, like he was, he was amazing, dude, like such a gift. And he, he really, he helped me to get away from, some of these terrible thoughts that you have and uh to really kind of get into my own existence again because i got lost completely and without family and no one to turn to it just made life miserable and you know it's like i gotta be honest dude it's like i really didn't want to live and you know it was terrible to me and i didn't know what to do so therapy helped a lot. And I remember at Christmas time last year, I sat there and looked at the screen and the numbers there on the screen. I was thinking of going, I was thinking of going, I was thinking of going, but you know, I made it through, but just barely. And it was really rough. And, and so, you know, in all honesty, uh, even this year, it's, it's a lot better because I got Jesus and he's really working me, man. And the Holy spirit is, is in my life. And, and I have, surrendered. And I hope that I'm not missing any details, but I realized for me, I really need to surrender and have faith. Those two things have come to mind in my, my new walk, let's say here in Las Vegas with God, you know, it's about surrender and it's about faith and trust. And, and those three things are really important, but I've always struggled with those for various reasons. So long story short, um, you know, that's, that's the impetus of my emotional state at this time of year, but you know, it gets more interesting. So, you know, I've been working at, uh, TurboTax for a couple of years and love the company. It's a great bunch of people and I really enjoy the dynamics of the environment. And I was a master of my craft and, you know, I was excellent on, in every capacity, always the highest earner of all the bonuses. I had the highest KPIs. I was at a 993 Uh, percent staff ranking out of 18,000 people which was great and you know I led the path and it was a really good experience well that job is supposed to last you know nine months out of the year and you take three months off and this last year um, everything was on track for that to happen until they called me on month three and said hey uh by the way business needs have changed and uh instead of being off for 3 months now you're going to be off for 6 months and I'm like oh my god you know what am i going to do and that was that was bad enough but then they had the nerve to call back again 2 weeks later and tell me that oh no i'm sorry business needs have changed again it won't be 6 months it's going to be 7 months now but, so i'm like at that point i was really freaked out because i only had enough money to survive for 3 months right And um, I didn't really know what to do. Of course, I got on unemployment and everything. But, like, uh, you know, I'm not really sure, you know, what I was going to do. And, um, you know, uh, through through the grace of God, man. And I'll tell you, and, and this is part of the story. I think I should share because it's important. Um, because people don't always realize when they go out into the world, how much of an impact that you will have or can have on other people and, or how other people can have an impact on you. Right. Um, and, and I found that out one day, um, I went to apply to, or not apply, but to purchase a gym membership near my house. There's a gym here. And I uh, really wanted to go swimming. There's a swimming pool in the gym, and they've got all the equipment. It's a really nice place. And so I had this appointment with a sales guy at the gym, and uh, I don't know what it was. And now I do. It was the devil trying to hold me back. But I, I, I was planning to blow off the meeting for some reason. Like I was, I forgot about it. Number one, and then it was like five minutes till, and like something told me I really needed to go. Man, like something just. Like I just dropped what I was doing and left and I went, it's, it's one mile away. So I made it sat there. Like the moment I sat down with this guy, his name is Aiden. He's, he's become a very close friend of mine here. Um, but this guy, like we sat down and it went from like Jim talk to Jesus talk in, in a moment. And it was like, all of a sudden it was really clear. This was a very anointed young man. And, uh, he had a heart for men like you do and I do. Um, but he was definitely, um, you know, sent by God to help me that day. And I didn't know. So like the gym thing was a slam dunk. Of course I signed up and everything, but we ended up talking about faith and Jesus and stuff the whole time. And we became friends. He started taking me to his church and that was like two weeks after we met, he called me up. He's all, Hey man, you want to come to my church and check it out? You know? And of course I do. Because one of the things that I've been praying for and coming to this new place in Nevada, Was for God to lead me to my family, and I don't mean the people that deceived me. I mean the new family, the family that we have in each other and one another. And there's something about that that's so important. And I see it in other people's lives sometimes, but it's been missing in mine because of my own trauma and probably my lack of awareness and understanding of certain dynamics relative to relationship development and maintenance. I know that I've made lots of mistakes in the past and I've ruined perfectly good relationships in my past. Not recently, but when I was younger, I I was very immature and I had problems growing up and stuff. But anyway, long story short, um, I'm sharing this because it's important. Uh, I'm still working my way through these problems right now you know my 401k is completely exhausted I I had to spend it unemployment's getting ready to end so there'll be no more money and TurboTax wants me to come back in January and I I am planning to go and by the time this episode airs I'll maybe be working at TurboTax again for a few months but my, my point in sharing all this really is um you know, to reveal, of course, some of the things that I hide, um, but also as a coach for you, I want to have an opportunity to speak and to, to share together in a productive way. I hope um, not just for me and for you, but for people listening, because I know that I'm not alone and uh, I know that there's people that struggle and have nowhere to turn and don't know what to do. And I feel for that man. Cause like, I mean, I have church and I have God, um, but I still struggle and I still don't know, always know what to do. So, you know, it's one of the reasons I do this show. I, one of the reasons I started it and continue to do it is because it helps me fight my depression and it helps me to tune into humanity and i really need that i i need to feel connected with people for me to feel whole and it's not that i don't mind being alone i i don't i love being alone sometimes but you need relationship i think in this world to really be fully happy you know at least that's my belief that's how i am um so that's kind of the impetus behind stuff and uh, I'm looking for answers, you know. I'm looking for my business to grow. That was the that was the main thing. Um, I forgot to mention, but in in answer to this TurboTax stuff, I really didn't know what to do. But thankfully, I was going to this church, and so I, I first, you know, recognized I needed to pray about it and ask God what He wanted me to do. What's your plan for me, God? What do you want me to do? How can I survive this this period? That I know I'm going to run out of money. What do I need to do to, to make it work? And I want it to be your will, not mine, because I've spent most of my life trying to get things to be my way. And I really want the rest of my life to be God's way. And so I find myself asking that question and he made it really clear that I needed to start a local marketing company and I did uh, local growth strategies and uh, it was based on my 20 years experience doing graphic design and web development and SEO and all that stuff. I've been doing that stuff off and on for a really long time and I'm pretty good at it, you know, and so, you know, I felt like the Lord was leading me to a new path and so I did that and just a couple of months ago, actually, I started the company and, you know, I'm slowly getting it started and, and all that. But like, uh, you know, I've had to take a couple of, uh, smaller clients at first, you know, to get things started. And I even did some things for free, um, just to help, you know, get some traction and, and, and current testimonials, you know? So I find myself in this position kind of wondering sometimes what's going to happen next, man. And, and um you know i'd like to talk about it and see if we can't come up with some ideas and things that would uh help not just me of course but people listening
0: what does faith mean to you
1: wow faith is everything um for me it's it's really and, and as they would describe it probably in a church setting you know it's the ability to believe in something you can't see so you know uh you know, in my particular situation, it's trusting that, you know, being a good person and doing the right things and being honest and authentic and vulnerable and, you know, all that good stuff has a payoff in a way um, through God by doing his will. So we're supposed to love one another and do good things. And I think when you do that from a karma perspective, if you will, good things should come back to you. That's not why we do it. You know, it's never good to do something good, expecting something good in return, but it's the natural law and order of things, I believe. So, you know, for me, faith is a matter of believing in something that you know to be true, even though it hasn't occurred yet.
0: Would you say that faith is having belief in something greater than yourself and Oh, the yeah. fact that you were put on this earth for a reason?
1: Oh, yeah. And that was a big part of my struggle. You know, I've, um, another part of my background is in music. And I make some pretty interesting electronic music and very original and unique. And I've been doing it since 2008. And I used to play in rock and heavy metal bands back when I was younger. I was, I was a bass player. And uh, now I do everything with computers and keyboards. But um For me, I believe that having a purpose in the world is really one of the main reasons why I want to stay alive. And there's times when I, you know, I have never had the gun in my hand. I have guns in the house and all that, but like I've never been in the position where I've gotten to the point where I'm ready to hold the gun in my hand, thinking that I'm going to pull the trigger. But I've certainly spent a lot of time thinking about like, man, what would the world be like without me? Because I don't feel that I have any purpose anymore. I, I feel like there's something missing that makes life worth living. And so without purpose, you know, it's, it's an empty existence, quite honestly.
0: You know, one of the, um, I came up with a saying that a man's life without purpose is meaningless. Got that right. So do you, do you believe that you understand what God is doing in your life? Do you claim to understand what his goals are for you? Or do you think that through faith, you can simply trust that what he's doing is the right thing?
1: Mm, Probably a little bit of both in this case. Um, You know, there's a couple different directions that I can go, but I believe that God shows me things that help me understand that I'm on the right path, you know, for example, Yesterday, I had a job interview, which was kind of strange Um, with AI. Things have changed quite a bit in the job search area. I've got all this great experience. I'm very good at what I do. But man, I've submitted hundreds of resumes with zero response. I get rejected all the time. And it makes no sense because I know what I'm worth and I know what my value is. And it's not even about money. It's the fact that I really, truly care. And I really love to help people. And I love to make a difference. And I'm very good at solving problems that other people can't solve and so I know that there's purpose and 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 gifts you know I believe God gives us these gifts and those gifts we need to discover and 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 utilize in our life um so for me it's not just the faith and and kind of like uh you know I wouldn't say blind you know following or anything like that but like it's more of uh, knowing that I have these gifts that need to be leveraged in the world but not really sure exactly how they're going to present themselves. Like I do the podcast because I hope it helps people and I know it helps me. So like every time I speak with someone like yourself and every time I get feedback from an audience member or something like that, um, you know, it really touches my heart and that's great, you know, and it makes me feel like that's, that's purpose, you know, I'm making a positive difference in the world Um, but you know, there's another part of me that wonders, you know, it's like, should I be out there street preaching or, you know, should I be doing my music more? You know, should I be working? Should I run my own business? There's a lot of questions that sometimes I have a hard time answering about my own life. And it's just because I think that there's so many possibilities you know that's where I look to my faith to help me get the direction that I need because honestly, and it says it right in the Bible, don't rely on your own understanding. Mm-hmm. You know, and the ways of the Lord are very mysterious and profound, but they're very accurate, and I've seen that show up in my life since I've been here in ways that I have never seen before. I've had some good experiences before, but nothing like what's happened here. And it keeps happening over and over again. And I believe that God is showing himself to me in a way that is so real that, you know, it's going to enable me to help other people not just find him, but find their own purpose in the world.
0: Do you believe in coincidences
1: uh, not anymore <laughs> but I used to and uh, the reality is that you know I always thought you know uh, and how clever it sounds you know oh what a coincidence or gee that's just a coincidence you know that's no big deal but when you understand you know the beauty and the majesty and the unbelievable grace and love and mercy of our God man it's like you can't you can't call it coincidence because everything is in divine order. And that's the thing. It's like once I really got my head wrapped around the idea that there are no coincidences in any way, shape or form, then it changed the way that I look at the world and, and other people and different things, you know? And it's like, it's huge. It's huge. You know, I went from being kind of haphazard to being, you know, really laser focused on this concept that, yes, I'm looking for God's will in everything. And I don't mean, you know, weird stuff, you know, I just mean like, you know, I really want to make sure that I'm listening to that inner voice that helps guide and direct you that I believe comes from God through my faith.
0: You know, one of the things that you seem to be struggling with is the fact that on one side, you have faith. And on the other side, you're trying to explain God's work. Mm. The fallacy in what you're doing is faith is not logical. Faith is almost blind. Like I can tell you that my faith in God is blind. Mm. I have 100% faith that... Whatever happens in my life is supposed to happen because there's no such thing as coincidences. Coincidences are, are a word that people have invented because they're not mindful and they cannot they, they they're trying to understand life logically when faith is not logical. Yes. You have to simply believe that what happens is happening for a reason and start looking at what's going on in your life and try to make sense of it at the same time it's not possible to make sense of everything or else life would be what would be the point of faith if you could always explain what's going on in your life but the point is that it gives you the opportunity to look at what's going on in your life and try to make sense of it logically while still having faith that everything is happening for a reason and the fact that you might not understand doesn't mean that it's not happening for the right reasons nobody on earth can claim to be smarter than god no sorry you you could claim it you could claim it all you want but you'd be wrong yeah how how can i start to understand what somebody that's created the universe understands I can't. As soon as you make peace with the fact that you'll never be able to understand everything, you start to realize that faith is a cornerstone. You need to have faith that you are here for a reason, that God is giving you the opportunity to do what you're supposed to be doing. But that means that you need to put in the work. That being said, there's another thing that You know, there's a story that I absolutely love. It's unfortunate that I can't remember where I got it from, but it's the story of a man asking God for patience and God answers him by saying, I cannot give you patience, but I can put you in situations that will force you to become patient.
1: And even that's a choice though, right?
0: Of course, it always is. That's, that's what free will is. Yes, God did not create, uh, the, he did not create, uh, he created people that were able to take choices. He didn't create, um, what's the word in English? He didn't create, um, man, what's the word for it? He did not create entities that simply are. He created entities that are capable of making or taking decisions for themselves to think for themselves. This is what free will is all about because he could have simply told us that we are to follow him without ever questioning, but would we have learned anything? No, this would have simply put us in a situation where we weren't able to think for ourselves. So what's the point of living if life is not going to teach you something? We're, We're here to learn. At the end of the day, we are on this planet to learn. We have one life to learn, and this is why we're here. This is the test. This is, life is a test. If you understand that, that you will, your spirit will live forever, but the, the decisions that you make during your time on earth will dictate where you go after this. Yes,
1: and it's more than just whether or not you've murdered somebody or did of some course. terrible things, you know. It, uh, it
0: absolutely. I'm I'm reading a book right now that's called The Case for Faith mm-hmm. and absolutely brilliant. If if you've never read it, I highly highly suggest you do. The the guy's a former atheist. He was a journalist for uh the for a chicago newspaper and basically the book is about him he wrote down the eight fundamental questions that go against christianity and he found experts to explain it to him in order to make sense of his spirituality the book is absolutely amazing but if you consider this that you have faith that there's something you have faith in something greater than yourself You have faith that you were put here for a reason, meaning that your life has purpose. If you understand that God gave you free will and will never force you to do something, he will always give you the choice to do what you want to do. That means there will be consequences to your actions, and your actions will have consequences on the people around you, but you still have the free will to do whatever you want. That being said, if you consider all of these things, wouldn't you say that pain and suffering are the greatest teachers?
1: Yeah, there's no question it cuts to the core of things. You're absolutely right. No question about it.
0: But I would go even further than that because the way you're speaking, you are an artist. So that means you're very creative. If you look at Any good artist out there, it doesn't matter that they're music players, that they're painters, that they're writers, whatever type of individual that are very creative, like I am, we normally have a very big heart and we're very impacted by our emotions. This is how how the best music is created, is in a state of heart.
1: Yeah, you're right.
0: That's where inspiration for most of us come from is when we're hurting. Yes. So instead of looking at the pain and suffering that you're going through right now, that you've been going through for 13, 14 years, understand that there's no coincidences, that everything that's happening to you is happening for a reason. It's up to you to try to understand why and to have faith in what you don't understand to say that at the end of the day, this is God's plan. It does not belong to you. Even if you wanted to, you wouldn't be able to understand certain things because we're not smart enough to understand. We don't. We only see a small section of what life is all about. We do not have. We're not omnipotent. Looking from a thirty thousand view, seeing how everything is connected. We're a society of over-specialized individual. And we only see our lives and the people around us, but we don't see the real impact of everything and how we play into that game, if you will, how we play, what's our role to play in that game of life that we're part of. But if you understand that there's no coincidences, that God puts you here for a reason, that pain and suffering are the greatest of teachers... Instead of trying to understand the things you don't understand, concentrate on the things that you understand and stop trying to explain them with logic and ask the question. God has always answered my question. Every time he, does he answer them as soon as I ask them? Eh, No. Sometimes he does. Most of the time he does not. I've asked questions years ago that are only making sense today. So we have to be patient, but at the same time, this is why faith is so crucial. It's so important to understand that there is a reason for us to be here so l- let's take your let's take your example of we can talk about your grandmother, we can take your example of your turbo tax. This is something that's happening to something along the same lines is happening to my girlfriend right now. So we've been on the road for about a year. My girlfriend, I asked her to stop working. Like I told her that if she wanted to stop working, I had accumulated enough money to be able for her to stop working and to try to figure out what she wanted to do. That's been going on for a while now. And starting new businesses is always expensive. So we've spent a lot of money over the past 13 months. And now, she is, she's been looking for another job because she would feel better knowing that we have more money coming in on the, me on the other side, I'm just, you know what? I have faith. I'm doing the right thing. I'm doing God's work. Mm -hmm. So I know I'm doing the right thing. Does it suck? Oh, absolutely. Life is not, life is not easy. At the end of the day, life is hard. Life is very, very hard. But my faith is so strong that I know that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Because you could give me all the money in the world right now, and I would still continue doing what I'm doing. I'd have a bigger team. My equipment would be state of the art. They wouldn't be a year old, but it would be renewed. I'd be, I have a nicer RV. But at the end of the day, those are all things. But my purpose would not change I would still be doing what I'm doing right now I wouldn't change anything as per what my purpose is but what's interesting is that my girlfriend has been looking for a couple of months now and she's never able to find something that makes sense she hasn't been able to find a job that she wanted and now she's trying to downgrade what she wants to do just in order to get a job this is one way you could look at it to say, you know what, this sucks. This is not fair. I should be able to get a job and make all the excuses in the world that you want. Or you could step back and say, okay, why is it that I'm not able to to find a job? Is it that I'm not competent? or is, it, right. <laughs> or, is or is it simply because what I'm going to say applies to you? Please, Or is it simply that that's not what you're supposed to be doing? Yeah. Yeah. And this is the hard part for most people, is we try to understand matters of the heart, because God speaks to us through our heart, in ways that are logical, instead of understanding that if maybe you're not finding a job, because that's God's way to tell you stop looking for a job and have faith that you're doing the right thing. Instead, take your example of your TurboTax job that's instead of being just three months off over the year, now it's going to be six or seven. Instead of seeing it as in, oh man, I did not prepare for this. I might not have the money for it. Maybe that's God's way to tell you that you shouldn't be working nine months out of the year. Maybe that all you need is another four before your purpose starts, before you can dedicate yourself to that purpose. Mm -hmm. Those are the things that I recommend people to look at. Instead of trying to explain everything logically, ask questions that are fundamental. And the answers might not come, but you need to ask those questions. This is why praying or meditating, however you want to call it, is so powerful. When you start asking questions to your creator instead of asking questions to yourself, you put it out there. You called it karma earlier. Mm. Call it whatever you want. Call it reciprocity. Call it whatever you want. It doesn't matter how how you call it. But basically what you're doing is that you're putting a question out there. Believe in God or not, believe in nature, believe in the universe, I don't care how you call it, you're still putting it out there. You're putting it out in the universe to say, I wonder this, please give me an answer. Yes. And this is where it becomes powerful because you're letting it go. There are things we control in life, but we don't control much. Outside of controlling our emotions, our actions, and our reactions, we don't control anything else everything that happens is out of our control the day you accept that fact that the only thing you control is yourself not only does it start life does start making sense because you start analyzing and getting accountability for your actions it's nobody else's fault but yours what happens to you because you caused it you also relinquish the responsibility of making sure that your life is always okay. Because at the end of the day, you can't control those things. You can, I, I can control the fact that I want to go to the gym. Can I control the fact that I'm not going to get hit by a drunk driver as I'm crossing the street? I can't. So why would I worry about something that I cannot control? Not only does it take away my worry, but it allows me to not think about it because it does not belong to me. I don't I I didn't choose this. I didn't choose, I chose to go to the gym, but I cannot choose if there's a drunken moron that's gonna run me over. Yeah. So this is this is what was very, very enlightening to me many years ago when I relinquished that power to just say, you know what? This does not belong to me. That allows me to take accountability for my actions and to step back from any given situation and try to understand why it's happening to me. Let let me give you an example that is 100% attached to you and I. I told you before we started recording that I, I had a hard stop at four, which is seven minutes from now. Do you feel that the conversation is finished?
1: Oh, God, no. I was actually going to... Um... And well, we'll do this here. It's just just a, say yes or no.
0: Just give no, me a yes or no, no answer. No. As you were speaking, my client that I was meeting at four is like, hey, bro, I'm running late. Can we push the meeting to 4 30? But, but see,
1: that's God's my, will, brother.
0: Ex- my point exactly. This is my point exactly. When I saw the email, I, I kind of chuckled. I'm like, wow. yeah, hey, we, there you go. I get it that could be 30 minutes of me i have a lot of work to do that could be 30 minutes for me to do something else but you know what the fact that it happened after i told you i had a heart stop at 4 that's god telling me no no you need to stay on with this guy for longer so do it
1: thank you jesus yeah but you see you see and, what and, i'm saying yeah that's that's per- amazing what a great example and that's i think that's god kind of in my opinion, the way I look at it, even though it might sound slightly immature as a Christian, I look at it as God saying, Brothers, you're right on track. I want you to continue this.
0: That's it. How is that immature? On the contrary, how is that immature? Well, that it is... just seems overly simplistic, but yeah. That, Life is it. simple. Life is so simple. We overcomplicate everything because we want to blame others for our problems. You know, the day that I used to be a drug addict, I used to be an alcoholic, I used to sell drugs, I used to be a thief, I used to be a thug, I used to do all the wrong things that a man could do. And you know what changed? The day I realized I was an asshole. The day I realized that I was not a good person. The day that I realized that I've hurt a lot of people in my life. The day that I realized that I was simply not a good man. The day I decided to take accountability for my actions and to admit that I was not a good person, this was eye-opening for me. For the first time in my life, I looked in the mirror and I said, you know what, Nico, you're an asshole and you need to change. Wow. But this is where it all starts. The day that you accept this is the day... You're giving yourself a chance to change and you can't change the past. You cannot change what happened. You can't, but that is why you can always ask forgiveness of the people you've hurt, you can ask forgiveness from God. You can give yourself forgiveness. You can forgive yourself for your wrongdoings. Mm -hmm. And you know what that created in me over the years? The reason I want to be able to face judgment by saying to God that I've done more right than wrong. This is what I want. Yeah. This is I want to be able to look at God in the eyes and telling with conviction to say, I've had a positive impact on this earth. Earth, this planet was better with me in it than me without it than the earth without it yeah this is always what i try to remember this is always what i think about is i want to be able to face god with a light heart yeah you know the egyptians said that they were judged by god by taking their heart and putting it on a scale if it was lighter than a feather they were admitted in heaven, and this to me is exactly that. If You know what they say, when your heart's heavy, you're not in a good place, but when your heart is light, you are. So it totally makes sense to me philosophically. That representation of how they face God made uh, makes a hundred percent sense to me. Yeah.
1: Wow. Powerful, man. Very powerful. You're That's exactly you right.
0: Well, the thing is, is life is simple. At the end of the day, why would life be complicated? Just because we deny the fact that it's simple. We make it complicated because we don't understand. If you look at somebody that has faith, life seems very simple because there's so much we don't control and our faith allows us to give it away to somebody that does yeah
1: yeah the logic part um i i can you know i was hearing and thinking and applying as you're speaking to my own situation here and the logic part has always been a struggle for me man because i've always wanted to understand why you know, most of my life I've spent time asking people and myself, why, 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 why? You know, it's like, and I'm kind of getting to the point where I'm starting to realize, and I think this is what you're saying. We really don't need to know why.
0: That's not what I'm saying. No, that's not what I'm saying. I missed that. Okay. No, no. It's because you're taking it, you're taking it again too logically. What I'm telling you is that there are things you will understand. Mm-hmm. But the important part is to keep asking yourself the question. You should always try to understand. Life is knowledge. What, what do you think the Bible is? The Bible are simple truth that can give you morality, that can give you a moral compass, that can tell you that, you know what? God came to this earth and sacrificed himself so that you could go to heaven. That's what jesus christ did do i do i claim to understand the divine plan into this no there's no way i'll never understand everything but can i simply say that i have faith in god for the things that i do not understand that i do not have the understanding nor the intelligence nor the knowledge to explain those things and that they don't matter it doesn't matter that I understand those things or not, because I have faith. But it's easy for me, it's very important for me to understand that pain and suffering are the greatest teachers, because it reminds me that there's something to learn. That the reason I'm suffering right now is one, because I'm able to take it, and two, because I have a life lesson to learn. So this is, th- this is what's important, is to understand when to ask the questions and when to think logically and when to think with your heart and give it away to something greater than yourself. You could go absolutely insane trying to understand everything. There's a guy I had a podcast with three years ago. He's a scientist out of uh, the University of Montreal. And one, he's an atheist. He, he's not, he, he does not believe in God. But he said something that, that was so brilliant. He said that science explains how something works. Religion will explain why. Mm. And even an atheist could give things away he's a microbiologist and he's like something i understand how something works but for me to understand why it was put why is it working that way i don't know so even him understood that there's some questions he will never have answers to and although he claims to not be to to be an atheist he's not because he's giving something away to a greater power to say, I don't have that understanding. And he made peace with the fact that he doesn't need to know in order to find purpose in his work. Because it does not belong to him to explain it.
1: Oh. That's heavy. Pretty good for an atheist. Good for him.
0: He's not he's not an atheist. Back then I was not that was like four years ago, five years ago, I was not where I am now when it comes to my faith. Because today I would have called him up on it and say, brother, I got some books for you to read. You're not an atheist. But yeah, it, it's very interesting to have science or scientists understand that there are things that science will explain and there's some that will never be explained by science and it's okay. It's okay because does it really understanding why something is happening is great for a logical side, but does it necessarily change the outcome? I don't know. And that's philosophical. I don't have the answer for you either, but those are the type of questions you need to ask yourself when shit hits the fan. What do I control? What? can I do in this situation? What am I supposed to be learning right now? If you don't know, as God, he'll tell you. Okay. Put it, it's out, part, put it out there.
1: It's part of the reason we need to operate with uh, intention too, right?
0: Absolutely. Of course it is. Everything is about everything. So look at any problem we're facing in society today. It all comes down to accountability. Somebody somewhere did not want to do their job, did not want to take accountability for their actions, so they blame somebody else. Mm -hmm. Every single problem stems down to accountability. Mm -hmm. If you take accountability and accept the fact that you're a sinner, that you are flawed, that you will make mistakes, that there are things you control and there are others that you do not, and to relinquish the power of the ones you don't control to a greater entity, to something, to somebody, something, however you want to call it, that is greater than yourself, that understands the master plan. How freeing is that?
1: Yeah, it's huge.
0: But it, it all stems down from accountability and understanding that you are just one part of the whole. That everything is interconnected; that everything happens for a reason, and to try to understand what your role to play is, what your purpose is, because you you, you touch on something earlier, and man, I, I'm I'm gonna be, <laughs> I, I took notes as you were talking; I took a bunch of notes, and right on. You know, depression is another word that I find very interesting because personally, I don't believe in depression. Okay, I believe that it's a lack of purpose. Hmm. Have you ever speak to anybody that's depressed and you being that person because those were your words, you are depressed and in the same flow of ideas, you know, you, you said that you did not know what your purpose was. Mm-hmm. Have you ever met somebody that's depressed that had purpose? Have yeah. you? On the other hand, have you ever met somebody with purpose that was depressed?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, sadness is one thing, but depression is another. And no, no, those things don't go together.
0: My point exactly. That's why I don't believe in depression. I believe that depression is an excuse that we're making because we don't understand ourselves. We don't understand our role. We don't understand where God fits. We don't have faith. And, you know, faith is a very religious term for most people, but... Uh you know there's different types of faith. There's not just faith in God. I, I like to explain it this way by saying, let's replace faith by belief or believe. How do you ever how can you ever create personal confidence or self-confidence if you don't first believe that you can accomplish whatever you put your mind to? How can you ever create or have a new or build a new relationship with someone new if you don't first believe that they are the person they say they are and how can you ever find purpose in life if you don't first believe that there's something greater than yourself that puts you here for a reason
1: mm-hmm. yeah you're exactly right um you know if can I ask you a quick question absolutely so I mean, for me, at least, you know, being a little older and stuff, um, you know, I wonder sometimes if my purpose has already been spent, you know, and then there's another part of me that, of course, knows that that's not possible because I haven't achieved what I would consider to be fulfilling success, you know, and it's like I have all these things that I could be doing and some that I am doing, but... I haven't really raised them to the level, and that's what started this conversation as I was telling you that um my show no my show numbers, you know, are okay, but like they're nowhere near where they should be, and you know it seems to me that there would be a lot more activity around this kind of thing. And and I'm just not sure, you know, it's like, does that mean that my purpose is not fulfilled or is, you know, am I, am I doing it? Is it over? (laughs) I mean, that's, that's the part that, and I know that I'm making it complex probably in my own mind. Um, but you know, sometimes I wonder sometimes is, is my purpose just to experience these things and to move on or is my purpose yet to be fulfilled?
0: You know, this is there's two points that came to mind as you were speaking and i was looking for the statistics here but i should have them on hand but i don't but basically do you know that when it comes to success the the studies show that men do not become successful before their fir- their third their 40s even their 50s mm, no that that it's um, I don't know, I don't know where our belief that we're supposed to be successful in our twenties and thirties come from. Probably just because we see the outliers, especially when it comes to social media today. We ha- we see a bunch of kids that are twenty years old and they're super successful. But those are the outliers. Those are the people that are not, they're not representative of the masses. The masses, as per the studies show that men find success in their 40s and their 50s And when you start looking at the reasons why it starts making sense because a man Chris Rock says that all the time and I, I said that in a show and I, I repeat it all the time I love I, I love it. he says that only that only women, dogs and children are love unconditionally that men are only love, as long as they bring something to the table, that they bring something to the equation. And when you think about all the relationships that you've had, you know this to be true. Mm -hmm. And if we take it even, even further than that, what does a man need to do in order to bring something to the table? Men are not born. They are made through trial and tribulations men need to become wise in order to bring something to the table some men out there are born in rich families and they have shortcuts when it comes to success but the average person does not come from money so how is a man supposed to become successful through time becoming wise takes time so doesn't it make sense that becoming successful takes time as well? Because most of our success is based in on un- in self understanding, and it takes a long time to understand who we are. You're saying that you did not find God until six months ago.
1: Yeah, not in this capacity. It's it's way deeper now. I feel like He's got a hold right. on me. Um, and, and there is one more thing I want to add, just to piggyback on something that you said. I've been a pretty avid marijuana smoker for 40 years. I used to grow it and uh, all that too, but um, I've been a pretty staunch pothead for a long time and I've operated in no problems, always still do really well with work and different things like that. But since I've been really taking in God and asking him to change me and to mold me, he, he literally took away my desire for it altogether out of nowhere, man. And this happened about a month ago. And, uh, just all of a sudden I don't desire it anymore. It's no longer something I look forward to. I don't use it ever during the day. And even if I do smoke it on occasion, it's a tiny little bit. And it's only for reasons that relate to either getting over stress or, you know, just relaxing or something, but it's like, it's nothing like it used to be. And that was like my biggest crutch in life, dude. I never thought that would change. And so I see, you know, I asked God to change me, but I didn't know how he would. And that's one of the things that I think happened. And and I know why I believe that, you know, I understand that the message behind it is so that I can be clear minded enough to be able to receive the gifts and the discernment and the different things that God wants in my life to help me stay on track to fulfill my purpose, if there is such a thing.
0: Or it could be even bigger than that. It could be that, God's trying to tell you that substances that alter that that alter your state of mind are not meant to be used in a way to close our mind, but it is meant to be used with intention in order to connect to God. Mm-hmm. If you look in the Bible, they speak about. I am pretty sure it was it was Moses. But they speak about one of of the prophets to say that he received information from a burning bush Mm. and that God spoke to him as a burning bush. In the area geographically of where that verse was written, where that gospel comes from, they have a plan called Achanesia. And if you burn echinacea, it is a psychedelic. If you, sm- if you breathe in smoke of echinacea, you will have what they call hallucinations. But what echinacea does to your brain is it allows you to disconnect, and psychedelics as a whole allow you to disconnect your prefrontal cortex instead of having all the information transition through your logical side of you that is your prefrontal cortex, it rewires the way your information is perceived and received by your brain. There's a lot of studies and John Hopkins University is one of the leaders in those studies, especially when it comes to psilocybin, which is magic mushroom, if you will. But it shows how You perceive information in a completely different way. And I can tell you from somebody that's been using psychedelics for a long time as a way to enhance my connection with God in a way where my meditation are more powerful, I can tell you that I have been in the presence of God.
1: Yeah, man. And and it's funny that you say that. I haven't taken acid since college, but um, the first time I did, and every time after, I only used it as a tool after the first time because I realized what it was, but... Um, I remember the first time I took acid, it changed everything and opened me up to a whole new world of understanding and possibility. And like at the time I was smoking cigarettes and I was a bit of a chauvinist towards women. I was a young kid, um, but it changed things. And I became a vegetarian. I became more compassionate, like all from just dropping acid one night randomly. And Mm -hmm. then once all that stuff happened, then the times that I did it before were always with the intention of adjusting or making changes or gaining understanding relative to what was going on in my life. And I never would create an agenda out of it, but I would spend the whole day just thinking about like, you know, what types of issues or problems do I have that I want to get over and, uh, just that alone. And then I would take the, the acid that night and somewhere along the way, like those things would all get addressed and somewhere in the trip or the next day, most of those answers would appear, man. So I am right there with you when it comes to that. That is a powerful tool. Mushrooms are way more psychic, I think. But those two things can really be powerful, uh, powerful forces. And I didn't understand it the way that you explained it. I just thought it opened up our awareness to a greater, you know. But
0: capacity. it does. But it does. What I was talking about is I'm explaining it physiologically so that you can understand it logically. Right. But but I can tell you that I'm a I'm a big fan of psychedelics as in psilocybin and ayahuasca. Like mm-hmm. those are things I do every now and then, maybe once a year, once every two years, when I feel the calling. It's not it's not a drug. It to me it's not a drug, it's a plant medicine, right? Yes. And when I feel the calling, when I have questions that I'm not capable of answering, or I'm trying to I'm trying to deepen my connection with the whole, with God, with nature, with everything around me. This is when I do it. But always with the intention of knowing that I will enter an alternate state of mind because I'm trying to accomplish something. There's always reason to it. It is never just because I want to do it. There's always intentions. There's always preparation that i do in order to get there to get in the proper state of mind because you never know what you're going to get when you open that door when you decide to you know i've read a lot on the subject and i have experimented myself and it's like it rewired it some people explain it this way and i kind of like that example where imagine yourself as being an antenna You receive information and you put information out there. When everything's going through your prefrontal cortex, it's all done through logic. Mm -hmm. But when you pop that prefrontal cortex and it doesn't decide on everything anymore on it doesn't analyze everything that is captured by your five senses it's like it changes your antenna. Imagine that you are an antenna, that you're putting information out there and you're receiving it. But all the information that you receive is always through logic. You're always trying to explain it in terms that you understand. But plant medicine allows you to remove the logic side of things and to see colors, like sea noises, hear colors. It doesn't make sense to people that's never experienced it, but it totally yeah. makes sense when you're under the influence. You're just capping, it's like your antenna, if you will, was rewired to a different frequency. Yeah. You're not blocked to the frequencies that are attached to your logic. You're simply rewired to the frequency that are connected to your heart. Why else would most representations of Jesus Christ have a big heart? How many times have you seen this where you see a representation of Jesus and his heart is out of his chest, is literally in front of him? Why? Why do you think that is? Because you talk to God through your heart. You don't talk to God through logic. Yeah. And this is why those things are so powerful. When you start, when you know, when you start asking, life-changing questions. You start questioning what's going on and you understand that there's things you control. Some you don't, but that doesn't stop you from asking the questions. You should always ask the questions, even if you, especially if you don't understand, but don't worry too much about the answer because again, it doesn't belong to you. But once you start realizing these things that everything's connected, like one of the most powerful visions I've had on ayahuasca was Mm. I was I stepped away from the group. I was alone outside, perfect day. Imagine like a 90 degrees, like 90 degrees Fahrenheit, mm. middle of the summer, sunshine. I'm in the grass, but the grass has not been cut. Like it's like an inch long. Okay. I'm alone sitting outside in a star position, just playing with the just playing with the grass. I felt a connection to the earth to a point where I swear to you, this is very strange to admit, but I took a breath, and every single creature on this planet took a breath at the same time as me. I was the lungs of the earth for one breath. I was connected to everything on this planet. As in, imagine that every single entity on the planet is holding hands, and I just appeared in the middle, and I just joined the chain i grabbed the hand of whatever was right to me i grabbed the hand of whatever was left of me and i was just part of the whole yeah but those are those are experiences that are life-changing it changed me like my first trip with ayahuasca i spent four hours in the arms of god and he suited me like a baby for 4 hours that's mm. all i felt it was the most incredible feeling of love i've ne- i've ever 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 experienced in my life it was pure love for 4 hours it was the gr- it was one of the greatest moments of my life but this made me understand that there are things that connect us all And if I really want to understand what's going on in my life, I need to stop trying to explain everything logically and use my heart. Love comes from your heart, and it is the most powerful force of nature. So wouldn't it make sense that I communicate with a God-loving God through my heart instead of through my head?
1: Wow. Absolutely. Yes. And, uh, instinct and discernment don't come from the mind. I mean, maybe the mind has something to do with discernment, but I think it's a feeling, you know, uh, not a thought process, you
0: know, you know, how I take, I'm one of those guys that take decision on an instant. I follow my, I follow my instincts all the time. Mm -hmm. I will be faced with a situation. I will take my decision based on how I feel about it, how I'm connected through my heart. And then I will spend a lot of time trying to logically explain why I took that decision. But that decision is already taken because I listened to my instinct. But then my logic kicks in and I'm like, okay, I'm not questioning the choice that I made. I simply try to make sense of it but the important part is that i don't let my logic dictate my choice taking process instead i use my heart my instincts my connection to god whatever you want to call it i decide that my decision will be taken through my heart and then as a logical person which i am extremely logical I will try to explain my decision, but I will not change my decision based on logic because I took it. Al- I already took the decision and it was based on my heart. Interesting, isn't it?
1: beyond interesting brother and um i'm also looking at the clock and wondering what we should do here because i know it's getting close I, I feel like we could we could go a bit further with this um will we'll do, do it again it? I, i'm well, thinking up, maybe maybe we could do it on a second part and i'll just 100
0: percent, or you can simply play this one have people ask question you reflect on what was said there and we make a part two as per your what you get from your feedback and feedback from people and see if they want to know something else
1: okay yeah that works so you've got about six minutes right
0: oh yeah but i need to go to the bathroom too okay yeah
1: (laughs) let's wrap it up now and um we'll we'll do a part two on this and um Let's, at the very least, since this was completely unusual, um, let's make sure people know how to find you. It's Nico Lagan, L-A-G-A-N, and I'm assuming your website is going to be really easy to remember, just like your name.
0: Yeah, nicolagan.com. All my stuff (laughs) there, all my social media is there. And uh, my first book purpose, uh, uh, I broke my exclusivity contract with Amazon, so my audio book that was recorded by an insane narrator absolutely love that guy but it's it's there for free too so if you guys are wondering about purpose there my first book is there it's available you can download it for free and yeah you can find all my social media there i will start a new series i got confirmation today that i will finally start a new series on christianity what are yes. the the main objections that people have or the main questions that spiritual people have when it comes to Christianity. So, I will start a new series that will be posted on my website. So,
1: yeah. Beautiful. Oh, that's so good. I'm so glad that we met. And I really hope that uh, something that we said today speaks to someone's heart. He's listening. Um, this episode will air somewhere in the, the end of January, beginning of February, just so you know. Um, but we'll be in touch before then. And uh, I definitely would like to learn more and maybe book that one-on-one we were talking about before the show.
0: Send me an email, brother. Send me an email, what's your your availability and we'll figure it out.
1: Okay, brother, I will, man. And I just want to thank you so much, Nico. What a, what a refreshing change of pace and I appreciate you allowing me to be vulnerable and, and actually taking the, the role of coach here. I thank you very much, I really do.
0: I love this stuff, man. You don't need to thank me, but I appreciate it. I I love this. You have no idea how much I love these types of conversations.
1: I do have an idea, actually. (laughs) I love them too, brother. I really do.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, man, all the pleasure was mine, brother. Right
1: on. Right on. And I'll look forward to speaking with you again soon. I'll send you a message here sometime today just so you get it. Sounds good to me, man. Right on, brother. You have a wonderful rest of the day. You too, brother. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to The Toddcast Show. If you found today's episode helpful and meaningful, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on what's next. Remember that The Toddcast Show is all about community and connection, so follow the podcast on your preferred social platform to keep updated on everything I've got in store. Also, check out ToddCastShow.com To find out more and stay connected with me, Todd Murat, be sure to tell your friends and family about the ToddCast show so the podcast family can continue to grow and share on an international level. See you over on the next episode. Hi, I'm Todd Murat, host of the ToddCast show, and I want to share something personal with you today. Throughout my own life, I've struggled with issues I didn't even realize I had. Things like depression, past trauma, PTSD, and feeling disconnected from the people I loved the most. It took me hitting rock bottom to realize I couldn't fix myself alone. I needed help to unravel the tangled knots within my life, find myself again, and become stronger in the areas I was weakest. It wasn't an overnight transformation, but with time, I learned to change my thinking, my attitudes, and my entire paradigm for the better. I learned that it's good to ask for help, and that's why I want to tell you about our sponsor, Better Help. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode of the ToddCast show. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and the best part, it's 100% online. You can participate from anywhere, anytime that works for you. It's simple to get started. Simply answer a few questions about your specific needs and personal preferences in therapy, and BetterHelp will match you with the perfect therapist from their network. It's really that easy. You can message your therapist anytime you need support and schedule a live session when it's convenient for you. BetterHelp is committed to ensuring that you find the perfect match to guide you along your journey to well-being. As someone who went through therapy and came out way ahead of where I started, I want to invite you to take this step to a healthier, happier you today. My life was transformed through therapy, and yours can be too. With BetterHelp... You get the same professionalism and quality you'd expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is hand-picked for you, all at a shockingly affordable price. And as a special offer for our listeners, you'll get 10% off your first month by using the special link, betterhelp.com forward slash Todcast. That's betterhelp.com Forward slash Todcast. You don't have to face life's challenges alone. BetterHelp is here to support you through the big and small issues of your life in a way that can really make a huge difference, both short and long term. Take the first step towards a healthier, happier you. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash todcast to get started today.